Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of Self Deaf Sundays, the podcast. Do 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 do. I think it's really clear that some of the learnings from this book has really helped bring so it gives you like a high level summary of everything that this guy had figured out the power of their subconscious mind and suggestions I am so excited to have another guest on the show to talk about their stories and their tales so this series is called Ordinary Tales and Extraordinary Dreams and I have got another guest uh, with me today who is V. Yay! Welcome! So, uh, so to, to the people who are listening in, um, I've known V for a very long time I think since the age of 15, he's one of my closest friends and, you know, we've grown up together, right? Um, even though he was in Scotland while he was growing up, like we kept in touch. And I think um, after we have graduated, um, you know, we have both, we both started in a grad scheme in our, in our companies and then um, we are here today. So I'm really excited to have him on board here because we have, we have a lot, a lot of those DMCs and conversations around life and what we want to do. And I couldn't think of a better person to kind of have on board. And I'm so excited to have you here. So welcome to the show, V. Thank you, Lamika. Thank you for having me. No right. worries. So for people that don't know you, um, should we start off by name, age and occupation, and then we can take it from there. Oh, so my stats are, so name, <laughs> Branch Bahora, but everyone here knows me as V. Um, oh, sorry, what was the, what's the second bit? Occupation. Age. Age. My age, I'm 25 now. And in terms of occupation, I am on the engineering graduate scheme at Monolith International. So currently, I'm on my second placement in R&D as a packaging technologist. Cool. Amazing. That sounds good. So welcome to the show. And I think I have um, already kind of explained the premise of the show in terms of what we're going to talk about today, but it's literally going to be like our conversations that we have anyway. So from an occupation point of view, that's what you do and that's, you know, that's your, your living in a way. But I guess to really understand who you are as a person, let's go beyond just your occupation, right? Um, so my first kind of question to you and for the people listening to kind of get to know you is actually understanding what drives you, like what drives me and, and kind of like what motivates you on a day-to-day basis, which is kind of like a huge topic, but we can kind of just go, like go with the first right, as we talk. Right. There's so many different things, right? Because ultimately there's a lot of the motivations behind what I choose to do is for my own, you know, it's for my own benefits, for my own goals and such. But, you know, outside of that, you know, thinking besides myself, I think one of my biggest motivators is to really make sure that um, I've taken full and maximum advantage of the opportunities that my parents have, you know, given to me with all the sacrifices they've made. So similar to... uh, I don't know if Perry mentioned to yours, but similar to your situation as well. My dad was also a Gark in the British Army. Mm-hmm. And yeah, after seven, nearly 20 years in the, in the British Army, um, we came over here to the UK in around 2002, 2003. And since then, um, he's been working in the MOD, so Ministry of Defence, as, as a security guard. Mm-hmm. And my mum has also just been working in the MOD at one of the, at one of the camps. Mm-hmm. And for me, growing up, you know, my parents, they've always, you know, they've, they've always had to work long hours and, you know, it's, it's hard. It's hard knowing that, you know, for instance, these kind of security gifts, for instance, like it's 12 hours a day, right? It's, it's long, it's tedious. And 
this is this is something I you know finally came to realize when I started doing security work in my summer holidays during university to like you know fund my fund my academic year. Mm-hmm. That kind of just really you know made me realize like bloody hell, fifteen nearly like fifteen sixteen years that they've been working like like flat out like this in these jobs and you know it's not exactly that they grew up thinking that you know this is what I want to be this is my passion but no they knew that ultimately by coming here to the UK it's going to give me a like you know a shot at a better life that they never could have had mm-hmm. and in that regard that's just something for me that um that I'm not willing to waste I really want to make sure that you know everything I do when they when they look at me and my accomplishments they can say them they can say to themselves that yeah you know our sacrifices were worth it our hard work's worth it you know there's a reason behind all this it hasn't gone to waste and I think yeah I think you know that's I hope that gives you a good like answer with regards to that what my main main motivation is behind mm-hmm. why I push myself to like you know the most of my abilities yeah definitely that endeavor I do yeah yeah and I guess like you mentioned that you know after you did your gig in the the security company it made you realize the amount of effort that your parents went through which made you realize that but beyond that was there anything else um that kind of made you kind of know that or was it after that specific reason because I guess um I I know that you went to boarding school and you were always kind of you know away from home and and um I guess that made you grow up quite quickly as well but I think my question was when exactly did you realize this hmm was there any really like a flashbulb moment I'm just I'm trying to think this through I think in terms of even just at boarding school, even like from a young age, I was always like motivated from my education side in terms of, again, making sure that um, I was getting the grades that I knew I was capable of, knowing that every time, you know, at the end of every academic year, I could look back and say, you know, whatever the result, whatever my exam grades are, mm-hmm. I know that I can say to myself that I did the very best I could. I think that I've always had that kind of motivation in terms of just being able to delay that instant gratification for knowing that there's always going to be something, you know, some bigger rewards further down the line. So in that regards, I think I've always been disciplined in that sense. And mm-hmm. to be honest, um, it's one of these quotes that me and my buddies in my year from school will never forget. And it was like our housemaster, um, he had this, like, you know, in the, on the front of his um, door to his flat. And that was self-discipline is the only discipline. And that's something that, you know, we jokingly used to just, we used to say that, you know, that's the only thing, but when you really think that into his essence, yeah, a hundred percent self-discipline is the only discipline. And in that regards, that's something that, you know, I can apply to every facet of my life, be it, um, be, you know, academically when I was at school and university, mm. professionally, as, you know, maybe health and fitness, any, any regards it's, you know, that, that, that holds true for multiple reasons. Definitely. And I think like going back to the question that I asked, which was all around, you know, what drives you, you, you started off by sharing a personal story around your own kind of growing up and like the, the sacrifices your parents have made to get you to this position. And as a result, um, you went into school like wanting to pursue the best grades um, and also kind of constantly pushing yourself, right? That has made you to be who you are today. So I think you've raised a really good point there, which is this idea around growth and, you know, what, what, where you were when you were 18 is completely different to where you are now. But as you grow up, you identify new things to, to, to kind of drive you. Right. Uh, which is something that once again, going back to self-development, like development can happen in a lot of aspects. And for you, like, it's really interesting to kind of see like the, the like at school what your motivation was and how you've applied it in the in, into your into your life and I think one thing I wanted to touch on there was 
um you mentioned that when you were at school that like you were you know you were constantly doing your best um in terms of getting the right grades and i think this is in one of the conversations we had where you said um being smart and hard working hard they're like in a way two different things um so you know some people they are naturally talented and and um like you know education is like second nature for them they can memorize everything and they just kill it and but then there's this other element about hard work and i think you mentioned that i guess in the when you look at those two different things um where would you put yourself and and what's the reason for that in our conversations i know you like to tell me that you know oh you're so smart and you know you need to big yourself up you're humble you know you're too humble about all this and that look at the grades you've got but Honestly, yeah, I definitely firmly put myself in the camp of I don't have that like the God-given smarts, but what I do have is the work ethic. And again, it just goes back to the motivation that I have, why I choose to push myself to the like you know to the utmost, and why I choose to you know sacrifice on the instant rewards of just you know ah it's a nice it's, it's a nice sunny day let's go outside and you know I know for a fact that if I go for that option that's let's say that shortening the amount of time I have to maybe work on some other subject that I had there. I'm just, I know I'm referring back to school, like example here, but in that same regard, I just knew that even from a very young, early age that, you know, I'm sacrificing on these things um, right now, but I know that ultimately it's all for a bigger, it's all for a bigger reason to come out of school with the grades I need to get to myself to the next level of my life. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm. Yeah. And I guess like you kind of had that, um, it seems like you had, knew about that in school right um where you 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 sacrifice your time of maybe going out to play football so that you can revise and as a result get that grade um and i guess for a lot of people they don't think in that way right like people like to live in the moment and live in the now and you know people say that you know you only live once like let me just have fun but i was wondering like you know if you've got any kind of um from your own experience any advice for people maybe who are doing their gccs um you know college and uni uh, in terms of you know to start push themselves for instance yeah uh, you know. and you know without being like i know because from growing up like our parents want the best for us right like they want us to do good good grades because in their head the only way of be, being successful is having a good grade having good grades going to uni getting a good job like it's very like tick box exercise um which is true in a way but i think a lot of people do get pressured into education and and all of this but i think from your experience like like why like why do what you what you did i'd say it's just this you know big part of again why i push myself is it's all to do with you know it's to do with specifically with like the asian culture as well where where for instance you know i'm the only child Mm -hmm. i'm the son you know I'm carrying the family name and I want to, you know, no one's saying that you must bring honor to our family name. No one has ever pushed that, but you know, I want to, I want to, I want to put our like, you know, family in a good, in, you know, and put in, put them in a good name, put them on like in a good spotlight, for instance, mm-hmm. for me, those were, you know, for some people that might seem like a burden, but for me, it's, you know, I want to do that. You know, it's, it's pressure that I know I'm putting myself under, but ultimately I know that I, I have certain capabilities. Mm-hmm. What, so long as I've given my utmost and use utilized my capabilities to the utmost, whatever, whatever, like, you know, whatever rewards and fruits I bear at the end of the day, so be it, you know, I can, I can, I know that I can sit back and say that, yeah, I'm content with what I've done with what I've accomplished, for instance. Yeah, that's true. And I- so that was your, um, 
that was your, let's say, most recent question. But in between that, when you're asking what kind of advice would you have for someone trying to go through school mm. or college or university, that, that really got me interested because I, this is something that was super important for me. Mm. And it really helped me get through my university degree, which is that, um, you know, you don't have to do this alone. This isn't, I know it's your degree. Mm-hmm. But no one's telling you that you have to go through this alone. So the best thing, the best, best thing I did, especially when I was at university, was surround myself with like-minded people. Mm-hmm. In a, like, you know, like in a study group, for instance, who, who might, you know, who had the same, same kind of mindset that, look, you know, they're just as motivated as myself. They want to come out of this degree. You know, they want to come out of this uh, university with a solid degree and put themselves with amazing prospects at the end of it. I think that's really important to have because there will be so many times at university, for instance, again, sorry, going through any level of education where you've, you, you kind of just become disengaged from it all just because there'll be, you know, you're, you're mentally getting taxed. You might get physically taxed. You're getting worried. You're, str- you're stressed. And sometimes you do question, like, you know, what's the point of all of this? Like, why am I even doing it? Mm-hmm. Those are the days when you need your buddy right there, just being able to just pick you up and say, hey, you know, we all have these days. Yeah. One, uh, you know, we'll get through this together. And in that same way, they're, they're, ju- they're just as much going to be prone to having them kind of days. And that's when hopefully you're there to pull them up as well. Yeah, exactly. Now you're kind of screwed if both of you are having the bad days and you both. <laughs> <laughs> that's a different scenario, right? <laughs> that's yeah, what it sounds like. <laughs> you're right. At school, sorry, I know I'm taking up a lot of the airwaves right now, but at school, they really don't, I just didn't feel that they really try to instill that aspect of working alongside your, you know, your, like your classmates and stuff to get your, pull yourselves, like pull yourselves through. Mm -hmm. And that for me, I don't know if it was just me. It just felt like very individualistic. I know, you know, because it's my grades. So therefore I'm responsible for it. So therefore I'm going to study as much as I can on my own. Mm. And I, looking back, especially after university, I, I just wish that, you know, they instill that kind of culture from a very young age so that you just know that that's how, that's how you should learn. You know, you should learn things together because mm. like a solid exercise would be, say you and me, we're talking about a subject and I'm trying to, I'm trying to understand, I'm trying to study the subject, trying to learn it and understand it. Mm-hmm. The best thing I can do for my own benefit is to explain like, you know, a concept to you that might, you might not be aware of. Right. And mm-hmm if I can really take a complex, like, you know, a complex subject and simplify it to a basic enough level that let's say you, uh, who might not have any, you know, prior knowledge to that subject understands it. That really backs up the fact that, yeah, I do understand it. Right. Yeah. Does that make It does. Yeah. And I think I'd have to agree on that as well, because when I was at uni as well, I think if it wasn't for my support system and having those um, like-minded people, I don't think I could have gotten through it. Mm-hmm. And you're right. Um, education systems do kind of tend to say that you know it's you against the world and you have to work hard for your degree in in most cases yes you do but especially when you're revising or when you are having those bad days it's like having those people around you that need to kind of motivate you and they do right yeah. and i think this idea around we've focused a lot on education and 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 uni because i guess that's the reference point that we have at the moment um but i guess like I guess beyond that as well, like, would you say that um, having this support system is in, like important for you and like from your experience, like has it been important for you in your personal life as well? Oh, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. So let me just do a quick example. Like, you know, that will make sense. I'll start off, I'll compare it to university, but I also say how it applies to like, you know, my normal daily life, for instance, which is 
all to do with stress. You know, there's going to be moments in your life when you're stressed. You know, it could be impending assignments, it could be impending like, you know, task B at school, university, at work. Mm-hmm. And the key thing to remember here is that, look, stress is normal. Stress is natural. You know, it happens when you, it's not something you cannot go through life without facing stress. Like, you know, that's something where for myself, you know, it's hard, especially when you, first, you know, when you face it at a young age, for instance, it's hard because you don't know how to process that stress. It just makes you angsty, you worry, and there's not really any natural outlet for it. Mm-hmm. But what really helped me, for instance, now this one I talk about universities, where let's say during um, exam period where you're just revising for exams in the run-up, and at that point, when I when I just when I just when I just accept it, when I just accepted that, look, this is exam period. Like this is supposed to be stressful. I am supposed to be stressed, but you know this will pass. Mm. I think that really. Firstly, that re- helped me really just come to terms and just accept that this is this is how it is. You know, this is how it's going to be during this period of time. Mm-hmm. More importantly, this is where I started relying on my support system, which mm-hmm. included my study group, but also, for instance, my close friends and family, especially my parents, just to be able to call them and just be able to say, "Look, um, to my, there'll be so many times I say to my dad, like, Dad, um, I don't, you know, don't worry. You don't need to give me any advice here whatsoever. It's just, just please, just let me vent. Just, you know, just all I need, all I need is an, is an ear. Mm. Of course, like I'm not gonna go. What's my dad gonna say with regard? You know, what's my dad gonna say? I'm hearing. Facing chemical engineering. That's not the thing. But no, he understood where I was coming from. He knew what what I needed. And in that sense, yeah, it's so important in that sense to have that outlet just to say that. Please, you know, just whoever, whoever. Just yeah. I just need to. I just need to vent and getting that out of my system has been so helpful towards my own mental health as well. Not saying, you know, luckily I've never been in these kind of like, have, have, I haven't had to go through these, any of these situations. Like, I know so many people do in terms yeah. of mental health, but you know, I think I've always been proactive just to know exactly when I'm getting, when I'm getting stressed, what are my cues, what are my stressors, for instance, mm-hmm. and how do I try to go about alleviating them? And I use the university example, but you know, there comes, there comes times at work here, even on the grad scheme where, the whole point of the being doing this placement in the grad team is to be pushed to really be stretched to your utmost. So you can, you can grow as much as possible in a short space of time. Right. Mm-hmm. And again, during these stressful periods, number one, accepting that, you know, this is all for, like, you know, this is, there, there's, there's a benefit to all of this. There's a reason to all of this. There, it's going to be worth it at the end. Mm-hmm. And secondly, to again, just call my dad to say, this has happened. That's happened. Yeah. Let's hear it. And yeah. that's, that's really been like really helpful towards me and my, let's say what what like that's really got me to where I am today Mm, I love that I think like you touched on a really interesting point called like stress is something that you know we've had to deal with with in the past and we are most likely going to have to deal with in the future right and I think in those times you get to show your character or like people really test you as an individual don't they because you know if you are put in a stressful situation you could go to one extreme and you know go on a spiral and just lose yourself but on the other hand you can learn ways to to deal with stress and I think what you said around um and just something around this will pass I think that's very important to recognize when you do get um, into these stressful situations because when you are so stressed you're not thinking straight right you're only you're, you're only thinking about okay how can I get you know through this and you, you think the whole world is against me and it's so normal to let it consume your thought but I think knowing that this will pass is such a I mean, I know you, you're a very optimistic person. Um, and I think that's something that I kind of um, 
kind of practice as well is like knowing that the hard times do pass and I think what you said around accepting the situation is so important as well right because the more you try and fight it um the more time you're spending rather, like on the situation rather than moving forward to resolve the issue right um and I think one of the key takeaway from everything that you said is actually speaking up right being vulnerable and asking for help because we we all have good days and we all have our bad days but I think having your support system and having your close friends and family i think being putting a hand up and saying hey i need to have a chat and like you mentioned sometimes they don't need to have come up with a solution right they just need someone to listen and i think you providing that is like or having that creative outlet is the most important thing that um you can have right asking for help yeah completely agree yeah cool sounds good so we've talked a lot about you know like who you are, what drives you and like some of the ways that you deal with your life situations. Um, you touched on your um, exchange program earlier on. And I think that's a good segue into my next question, which is all around knowing, um, you know, if there's one thing in your life that shaped to be shaped you to be who you are, what would you say that is? Like, what's the first thing that comes into, into your mind to make, you know, like that made V who he, who he is today? You kind of said it there, didn't you? The the exchange program, yeah. I, I knew it. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> so tell me, tell me everything about it. Like, what triggered it? Like, what made you go for it? And what it actually was? Um, and why has it made you the, who you are today? Wow. Okay. So that is that has that question had a lot of parts to it. I'm going to try to do chronologically. Mm-hmm. Um, so how did it how did it pop into my mind? Um, well. I guess like one morning, uh, this was my, this is my first year at university. I think it was my first semester as well. Mm. What was it? During a morning lecture of mine, there was there was there were two people who were down at the front, and they just wanted to have a quick just wanted to have a quick conversation about exchange opportunities um, that the university were offering. So I was like, yeah, sure, I'm interested. So I was listening to them a little bit, and they they started talking about you know all these partnerships that the university has with universities all around the world. And one in particular like really stood out to me and that was ultimately Singapore. And and on top like, you know, to top it off, it also was only available to chemical engineering students. So I thought, you know, that makes it even that much more unique, right? Makes it more of a hard that, to get that was your degree, right? Because I don't think we've touched on that. Chemical engineering was my degree. Yeah. Sorry, carry on. Right. So yeah. Uh, I just spoke to like after those two guys had a presentation. Uh, I wait to the end of the lecture just to have a conversation with them regarding, you know, I'm interested in Singapore. When is the application deadline by? And this is when they turned around to me and said, look, sorry, uh, you know, we, sorry, it's a bit, it might be a bit tight, but I think the application deadline is like in three days. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, wow. Right. So in the <laughs> second, I kind of just made the- accepted. <laughs> you know what? Let's go for it. Let's try it. Mm-hmm. If I don't get it, so be it. But if I do, great. Let's see where I can take this. So at this point, it's not like I'd fully committed to that was absolutely going to be going to singapore and such but i just started you know i ran off started like having conversations with all like of the the necessary professors and lecturers and stuff to get me their signatures and approval that i could go on something like this which is all within the three days within the three days and i had to come up with a personal statement as to why i should be chosen to go on this program as well as what i stand to gain from it so you really were tested in terms of stress what we talked about earlier then <laughs> you had a tight deadline <laughs> again though this was more of a fun one a fun experience rather than stressful just because it was something new and exciting right mm-hmm. and it, so, your grade wasn't on the line in this case 
no, no, no. Um, and then I submitted it and, you know, just so happened that they asked me to come back for an interview. Mm. And that's where they were just saying, you know, just ask me more questions to really try to figure out if I was the ideal candidate for this. And then it just came off saying, look, great. You know, this is something we can, we definitely see could be a value for yourself. Just, you just need to hit these minimum grade requirements uh, for your courses throughout these semesters and, you know, should be, should be done. Mm. So I just came off that. It's just super, super excited. And I kind of just had him ahead at that point. You know what? If I do get the grades, let's do it. I'm going for it. Mm-hmm. And that's what it can I quickly ask them? Did that scare you? Uh, in the moment. In the moment, no. It's not really. It's not really fear. It's just excitement for something new. I think uh, there's going to be a lot of going back and forth, a lot of tangents in this question of yours. But um, you know, again, from when we were kids, when we were like military brats with our dads in the army, we I moved all around. Mm-hmm. Uh, I lived in, I was born in Hong Kong, just like yourself. I lived in Brunei, Nepal, India, all these different countries before I came to the UK. And, you know, you get that, you get used to that feeling of just excitement when you go to somewhere new, right? I know it's not the same for everyone else, but that kind of thing really just like, that energizes me. So I was, I was just excited. Hmm. Having had that interview and getting confirmation that, yep, they see me as being in a, like, you know, a good fit to go. That's when I decided to tell my parents. Oh, by the way, guess what I'm Oh, well, you asked them after. <laughs> I told them. Yeah. By the way, I'm going. <laughs> and you were, what, 18 at this point, weren't you? No, no, no. That, this is when I was, actually. 18, 19, right? Well, I was 18. I was 18. Yeah, what yeah. I was 18. And you were going to go to a completely new country. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly, right? It's sometimes, sometimes in these kind of decisions, in these kind of moments that you get in life, it's almost better that you don't have time to think about it because if you have time to think about all these things, you're going to try to weigh, understand you're going to try to weigh the pros and cons. And at some point or another, if you weigh them up enough, the cons are going to start looking bigger and bigger and bigger. Right. So in these moments, you just, you have to just go for it. You have to go with what your gut feeling tells you to do and you've got to trust the process. Mm-hmm. So this, that's exactly what you did. And looking back, how was it? It was incredible. I, I came out of that. Just, I think, the most important thing for me that, you know, in terms of how, how I changed was just what I prioritized in my life. I think those were key. So, you know, that I really valued my relationships with like my friends and family, like, you know, the what people I was super close to, mm-hmm. I, you know, I kind of figured an understanding of what it is that I enjoyed about life, about my life, what I didn't enjoy. And just, just being open to the idea of just meeting people from all over the world, seeing places, you know, that really, I already, you know, I already, enjoy the aspect of traveling to different places, different countries, mm-hmm. but that really kind of just sunk in for me. Yeah, this is something I know definitely, definitely that I enjoy and it's something that so I like. It kind of validated what you knew, right? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. Yeah. And, you know, another important thing that I realized was just that, you know, it might, we, in terms of financials, you know, like finances and materialistic goods and such, we have it all here out in the West. Like we could really just get whatever we want here in comparison to some of the countries out there in Southeast Asia. Um, you know those people there you'd think that oh you know they don't have money they're like you know are they going through poverty are they broke they must it must be like a struggle of life but the most surprising thing to me was just how happy everyone was that I, you know that that i saw there just they were just you know they might not have much but they were truly truly happy mm. and i think that's when it made me realize like look all you need to be happy is your friends and family like these guys they might be out there busting a gut during the workday, like, you know, really just going through like 
hard manual labor or whatever like a difficult job they might do but you know at the end of the day wherever it was on the side of the street or whatnot they'd be that out there with their buddies with their family just having a good time just laughing it up and mm. that kind of made something like that's that's all you really need to be happy really like that's mm. all you need. yeah those are some of the big big things i learned from that like from that exchange program and if anyone was ever like you know given the chance to do something like this be at university okay so if you're at university definitely go for it mm-hmm. but just because you just say you haven't gone to university yet or you're passing within you're working if ever you do get the opportunity why not why not push yourself why not test yourself because it's definitely definitely scary uprooting yourselves and moving up sticks like thousands of miles away but the benefits of you doing that even if it's just for a year it's it's incredible mm-hmm. and it's it's scary i know i completely understand where you might be feeling for when you think about doing something like this but it's, it's just amazing when you look back on it so you asked me were you scared during the process so application process and stuff no not at all just super super excited just throughout yeah and, you know even in the days running up to the you know when you fly when you when i was flying out to singapore i was still excited and i was kind of just you know the idea that okay so when i get to the airport i need to take this flight when i get the flight to singapore i need to go here and then when I get to my university accommodation, I need to go and unpack and get my Wi-Fi and everything, right? So but you had I, loads of tasks to keep you going, right? All the list. Like I, I always had something to do. Yeah. And I, got, I finally got to the bit where I sorted out my room, I got my Wi-Fi router in, and I just sat at my desk and I realized, <laughs> what am I doing here? Oh, my God. <laughs> it's real now. What have I done? Like, I'm in a different continent, and there's, I, don't, I don't know anyone. <laughs> it's like you can't undo there like you can't control Z there you've committed to it now you're there you've, you've established yourself and it was just five minutes of just sheer padding like whatever <laughs> hey, like, I've actually done this I'm an idiot <laughs> you played yourself exactly, exactly. The, the scary bit was you, you have to guess who the local students are and who the exchange students are mm-hmm. but then once you go out then you reach out go out of your way and just you know about saying um, hi yeah, just go see it, just break the ice. Then the adventure began and it's amazing. Life it was just uphill after that, wasn't it? Yeah, completely, completely. Yeah. I love that. It's a really interesting story because I don't think a lot of people can say that they've done that, right? Like, firstly, you need to be presented with an opportunity. Secondly, you need to be brave enough to go for it. And you did. Um, and, you know, it was the best decision ever because I think. I guess like going back to the premise of the show, which is all around self-development and getting out of your comfort zone. That's exactly what you did. And I think the one kind of takeaway from your story is that yes, it is scary in the beginning, right? It's the unknown. Like every time you put yourself outside your comfort zone, that's the, you know, in the beginning it's hard, but once you're there, it, like looking back now, if it wasn't for that experience, you wouldn't be where you are today. And I think from everything that you said, there's loads of golden nuggets that you just shared. So the first one was this idea around don't overthink because especially when you want to do something or start something, like the more you dwell on it, like the more you will identify those cons, like, right, you, like you mentioned. So this idea of not overthinking is so important with everything in our lives, right? Um, the second thing I think that really kind of helped shape you was this idea like when you traveled and when you did that was this idea around what's important in life. And I think this is something that you would have figured out eventually anyway, but going out and, and seeing a different point of view and looking at people who don't have much, right? Because um, I think being in the UK and being, I guess, in the workplace, you have this certain idea of success and success could mean 
climbing the corporate ladder or success could mean, you know, having the best job and making the most money. But I think you've already in a way realized that, you know, what actually matters because, you know, those people don't have much, but they've got other things to keep them happy. And I think something that I always say um, is, is something that I live by is this idea around like when you die one day, like you can't take your house with you. You can't take your Prada purse with you. You can't take your Tesla car with you. All you can take with you are uh, the, those memories that you make in your lifetime. Right. And I think, I think knowing that now is really going to help you prioritize what is important. And, you know, you've already realized that, but it's going to, only um, better you in terms of the experience that you're, you're going to have in the future. So I knew you before you went and after as well. And I think I could definitely see that the change in character as well, uh, in terms of even little things like um, being more outgoing or I think that the appreciation of the softer skills, right? Because, um, you know, especially I think we go back to education again, like you think that you need to have the right grades and stuff. But I think in order to really make it in life, it's the softer skills, the interpersonal skills, the ways you can build relationships with people. That's going to get you far, right? Um, so I think, you know, like that exchange program has, in a way, like go, going back to the key question, which I asked was, you know, what's that one experience that has really helped you shape to be you to be who you are today? I think that pretty much summarizes it, doesn't it? Yeah, no, it does. That was a great summary. Uh, yeah. And I think everything that you said here around, you know, other people energize me and, you know, working with others energize me. That's a very extroverted character. And I think that's who you are as an individual. And I'm extroverted as well. Like I can totally relate to you in that sense. Um, but I think something that maybe some listeners might be thinking is, you know, but that's not who I am. Or um, there are introverts as well. And that's just, you know, our personality types. Um so I just want to kind of get your thoughts around, uh, you know, if you are introverted and if you are a bit uh, closed off, I was wondering, you know, if you had any kind of thoughts around how one can put themselves out there, um, apart from, you know, putting yourself in those uncomfortable situations, like you mentioned, going to boarding school, I'm sure it was a big step for you in terms of your own personal growth and character going to exchange program in Singapore when you're 18, like I'm sure those kind of events has helped you to kind of put yourself out there. But I guess uh, apart from that, have you got any other kind of thoughts or tips on maybe if you are introverted to, to start putting yourself out there to kind of let them know that, you know, it is fine on the other side, right? Ah, this is a tricky one because again, it's, I just haven't been able to put myself enough and like, you know, enough times in the shoes of those people who are introverted. Right. Mm -hmm. But honestly, honestly, mate, I've already said it before, but the most important thing you can do is really just push yourself in those situations because ultimately now I'm talking, I'm talking about the workplace here, for instance, but this can be applied in other things, but very rarely are you going to be in a position where you're working on your own for yourself and gaining the wins for yourself as well. They're ultimately, you know, more often than not, you're going to be in a job that requires some level of teamwork, some level of communication with other people. And I think to, to be in that kind of situation, it's ultimately, you, you have to, you have to just, I guess, push yourself and be, you know, embrace, embrace being uncomfortable because at some point, you're going to surprise yourself. Mm -hmm. You're going to say like, you know, the first day, the first time I'd be like, oh my God, that was bad. Like I was so stressed. Mm -hmm. But let's say a month down the line, you're still sort of like, oh, okay, like, you know, it's bad, but it's not as bad as the first time. Like, I'm getting there. Something's happening. Like, I'm getting more comfortable. Mm -hmm. And then maybe, you know, hopefully like six, seven months down, six, seven months down the line, figure out, okay, this is it. You know, this, 
this is this is manageable now. And mm. it might be that you never you're never fully comfortable with it, but it's just getting yourself to like a good enough level that you yourself are comfortable with having that conversation with someone. Mm-hmm. And you're also and you're also achieving whatever whichever task you need to. I think that's that's important there. Mm-hmm. I think a really important another really important thing that you know if for an introvert, let's say to um to help them to help them would be you know trying to be aware of what you know trying to be trying to determine what cues exactly um make them nervous like what are their triggers like what is it in particular that makes them nervous about a certain situation i think that's a important thing for instance let's say what makes someone nervous and this is something that i can apply to myself which is like you know let's say before a big meeting with like say some higher ups you have some information to present and you're like thinking you're like oh my god these are big senior people and I have to present this and that and oh, what do I do? What do I do? If you know for a fact that, you know, you tend to get nervous in those situations, but you, you can go back and realize, okay, what can I do to not feel as nervous about that? What, what makes, what will make me more comfortable with it? And for me in times, it's just being able to know exactly what I'm going to be delivering, like the information I'm delivering and how I want to deliver it. Mm-hmm. So having a few of those dry run throughs, for instance, just gives me that confidence knowing that, you know, I, I know what I'm talking about. I know what I'm presenting. Mm, you know stuff, and then once I get into that meeting, and I start, you know, re- like you know, going through exactly what I rehearsed and getting into the swing of the, the flow of it, th- that nervousness kind of just takes a back seat, and I just forget about it, and I just get stuck into the flow of the rhythm. Yeah, you're right. And that really just that for me, and I say this as it was extrovert, but <laughs> and to be honest, there is no pure, there is no true introvert extrovert. We're all a common, you know, we're all a mixture of it. Yeah. So, you know, you might think you are, there is a little bit of extrovert in you there. You got to just find it. You just got to find them. Yeah. And I had a chat with, um, I think Sal on, on a meeting as well. And that's exactly what we said is like, we're both very extroverted, but due to the lockdown situation, we've actually started to embrace the introverted side. And I think we, there is always that dominant side of you, right? Like you are either more extroverted or introverted, but it's like identifying opportunities to embrace the other side or, or once again, like, growing and and appreciating the other side to you and I think going back to your point like what you mentioned around identifying those triggers is so important because I think it's the second time you use the word trigger in our in a conversation um and going back to emotions and and growth and you know how you deal with life situations I think identifying those triggers are such an important thing and having awareness around that um so like you said like if there is a certain situation which makes you uncomfortable, like what are the trigger points that has made you feel that way? So that the next time that happens again, you're aware of the reason that you're feeling that way. And as a result, you are better able to handle how you could best do with that situation. Cause I think the worst thing you can do is be unaware of why you feel the certain way and, and just get through life because that's not where you grow, right? In order to truly grow, you need to identify those trigger points. And this could be in a, like you mentioned, putting yourself out there this this could mean when you get angry this could mean when you get annoyed you know like these trigger points are everyone has emotions everyone has emotions on a daily basis but um i think like what you mentioned it's like identifying them being aware of what makes you feel that way so that the next time you deal with that you don't react the same way right um and that's how you grow and that's how you develop and i think that's once again the whole premise of self-development is the only way you can develop is by being aware of what makes you who you are because a trigger point for you might not be a different trigger point for me right we're all individuals we all have different life experiences um and in terms of like i guess moving forward and how you can 
live your life in the best possible way uh, you know where you're very comfortable with yourself is is knowing about knowing yourself and 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 being aware and open to getting to know yourself as well right so i guess going back to the whole premise of the, the the framework of the show is like the first part is the ordinary tales right like your humble beginnings and things that has made made you who you are today so the next part of i guess a conversation i want to take towards is the extraordinary dream side of things right because um the whole premise of the show once again is to capture the the now and, and where you are um but i'm sure you've got goals i'm sure you've got things you want to work towards so my next question to you v is what do you want your legacy to be <laughs> that's pretty deep isn't it straight straight in there <laughs> so in terms of what's going to push me and i guess my like what my legacy is going to look like in that sense it's going to be I think it's going to be someone who really, you know, made the most of the opportunities, like, you know, identified those opportunities and made the most of it to go, to go work in places all over the world, be able to immerse myself in those cultures, really come back, come out of it with that much more personal growth and development and appreciation of, you know, all the different kinds of people that there are, mm-hmm. as well as someone, you know, who did, who did the best they could with the tools that they had. And it was also just a good, solid person that, you know, you could always depend on, who'd always, who'd always have your back and would always have your best interest at heart. I think that's, for me, that, that, that sums up like the kind of person that I strive to be mm-hmm. like, every day. Yeah, that makes sense. And I think this is a good round off to what you said in the beginning, which is all around making the most of the opportunity. So in the beginning, when I asked you what drives you, you mentioned that, because of sacrifices that our parents have made to get us to where we are. Like you wanted to make the most of the opportunity. So you went to boarding school, you gave it your all, you did incredible, you got good grades, you went to uni, you did the same. You went, you know, you pushed yourself out there to go to Singapore and you make that once again. I think in terms of like your legacy, like going, you know, what you said around making the most of the opportunities, I think that is you to a T, like knowing you as an individual as well. Like you always try and make the most of what's given to you, right? And even if maybe things don't work out, like that makes you who you are. And I think the other thing that you touched on with this idea around um, being the best, doing the best that they could. Um, And I think once again, there's a character of you that shines through here, which is this idea around uh, being optimistic is that because you know sometimes things don't go as planned but you know you just make the most of what you can right so that's that's the other piece and then this final piece around being a solid person that people can rely on i mean like you know we talk about these things all the time and i know for a fact that i can fully trust you um and and kind of come to you if times are hard and if i need a bit of advice like you are one of those people that like every time you like when we meet in like a friend situation as well like I think you've got a way of like making people just feel comfortable around you, if that makes sense. And like for them to trust you. And I think that's a key skill to have as well in terms of like building relationships, because you know, you meet strangers and you want to, you know, make them think you a certain way or, you know, like just meeting new people. That's like a normal thing. And I think knowing you as a person as well, like you are one of those people, um, you can just get along with everyone. So I would definitely agree that that will be your legacy. Does that summarize it? Have I made... Yeah, I do. Thank you for that five-star review. I appreciate it. (laughs) Do you say five-step review? Five-star. Five-star review. Five out of five would recommend. Five out of five. 
I would have thrived. <laughs> I guess like now that we've talked about, you know, your humble beginnings, your ordinary tales, and you've touched on this idea around the legacy, like where you see yourself going. Um, one of my kind of final asks is something that I wrote in the email, which was this topic around, you know, if you've got any book or any podcast or any show that you want to recommend to people from a self-development point of view that has helped you, is there something that kind of springs to mind or, you know, do you just take inspiration from multiple kind of resources because i know that you love reddit um and i don't know if that's like a key source but yeah just like a one key takeaway or recommendation that you'd like to kind of share with the people listening i think i think one thing i like because you know admittedly i'm not one of those i'm not i'm not like one of those people including yourself that you know go goes out and gets these books and just makes time and to read because ultimately i know that it's got to be a really, really good book for me to just sink my teeth in and just like, you know, really just get through the book and really try to absorb as much as I can mm-hmm. in that regard. But, and because of that, I'm not, I don't actively go out of my way to find articles or any resources in whatever medium to try to go towards self-development. But um, if I can say any one thing, it'd just be, you know, it doesn't just have to be self-development in one, you know, in one way or another. It could just be even just learning something new every day, right? That's still, that's still development in some way or form. And no one can, have, no one's telling you that you have to be an expert at any one thing. It could just even just be learning about a different topic, right? Hmm. So like, I'm going on, you know, admittedly, I'm going to talk about podcast suggestions here, but a lot of my time I'm just listening to, let's say, sports podcasts. Like, for instance, um, who is it? Bill Simmons, the basketball guy, listening to all of his, like, you know, the ringer NBA podcast and such. So that's one. So that's just more for my own just enjoyment. But when I want to listen to interesting things, for instance, um, so if I go look at the Joe Rogan podcast, I've, so there's times where, I, for instance, I just, go, I just Google up, okay, Joe Rogan, best educational podcast, for instance, and, you know, you come up, you, you're faced with a list of, like, you know, different podcasts that he's done with people, like, who are world-renowned experts in their own specific fields. Mm-hmm. These conversations on these podcasts are, like, three hours long, so they go on so many different tangents, but every little nugget is just so, like, super interesting. You just think, like, huh, it really just makes you look at, you know, it just makes you think about different things that you would never think about as like, you know, a common person mm. in that regard. Mm. Just that aspect of just learning something new, right? Mm. And again, uh, something that's more like, that's, that's more um, applicable in these, uh, you know, uncertain times, which is, again, going back to the idea of just learning about something, you just go out of your way. There's, you know, you, the internet is a, is a powerful, powerful tool that like you can get whatever information you want now. Now, you know, making sure you got your resources and stuff in check, you can just go on whatever and just try to get a basic understanding of where we stand with this coronavirus situation for now in terms of, you know, how does it affect people? What's the vaccine? Why is it take? Why is it going to take so long for the vaccine to get here? All these different things. You can just build up, you can, you know, you can just build up your knowledge on these things and just come out of it, have informed your own opinion based on what you've had so far, rather than just, rather than just being someone who's just being fed information and misinformation by the media or whichever sources there are which in turn leads to fear mongering and you don't want that you want to be a knowledgeable citizen who has the capability to think about these kind of things mm. yeah and i think that's really important because you know you could either be the receiver and just receive all this information and believe it but you can be proactive and go out of your way to actually learn about this right so you you know what's right and what's wrong and i think you know Obviously, you've linked it to COVID, which is the biggest thing at the moment that's going on and that's all impacting all of our lives. But this can be applicable for any other scenario, you know, whether it's starting a new job or whether you want to 
be an expert in a field it's like the only way you can do that is be, be, by being proactive and going out of your way to, to to seek that knowledge and i think that's something that you have done right so i guess going back to the question which was you know one key recommendation like i think it's clear that from your point of view like there are a lot of different sources that you take it from you know whether it be shows or podcasts or just google in general um i think it's clear that from your point of view your self-development isn't down to one thing um it is down to these multiple platforms and and sources right Mm -hmm. i think that's a really good way of um rounding off this idea around development which is what the whole talk was around um and ideally growing and, and living and learning and making the most of this precious thing that we call life right 100% (laughs) cool amazing so yeah i think that pretty much runs off our podcast recording for today and specifically for this session um firstly i want to say a huge thank you to you v for coming on and sharing your stories and being vulnerable and also loads of tips that you shared along the way like once again i've made loads of notes to really understand and kind of link everything but i'm sure that this has really helped people understand who you are you know what drives you Um, and also what your goals are and I think I've learned so much from you and I know for a fact that I'll continue learning from you in the future as well Um, and I hope to see you make it you've already made it but make it even more thank you thank you so much for giving me the time as well to do this just you know I love talking to you and you know I love we I love when like these moments that we talk about things like this so Mm -hmm. we can carry on for ages can't we good we could but that's not what you know, that's not what we want for the audience here right now. No, that's going to be a long podcast. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, thank you for having me. I love it. Amazing. This. Yeah, thank you so much. And once again, watch out for the episode. All right, take care, guys. Yeah, all right. Bye, V. Take care. Take care, mate. I'm actually going to exit. Thank you guys once again for listening to another episode of the podcast. Hope you guys found it as enjoyable as I did recording it. And if you want to share some feedback or show some support, feel free to follow me on at Self-Tough Sundays with a double S on Instagram. And I look forward to catching you same time next week. Thank you. Bye.